This week, we explored the impact of daily podcasting with Natalie Bullen, a visionary sales consultant and pricing strategist and founder of Unapologetic Wealth. Her daily podcast, Birthright, is not just a series of episodes. It's a strategic tool that has reshaped her client engagement, marketing, and her overall business model. Learn how the power of consistent, authentic audio content can transform your business and your client acquisition. I'm telling you, this is more than just a podcast episode. It is a masterclass in leveraging daily audio to skyrocket your business and your impact. Welcome everybody to another case study episode. You are going to love this one because we have sales consultant extraordinaire, Natalie Bullen on. So she is going to hit us with all of our sales knowledge in this little amount of time. One of the things we always talk about or get questions from our users is about how much you can charge for audio. And of course, we've had some guests that are charging a lot of money for audio. Natalie is going to focus on one offer that she has that is completely delivered via audio, and it's $200. Natalie, I can't wait to dive in with this. This is going to be super fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I was pleasantly surprised when I got invited. (laughs) I'm like, I need, we need all the details about this super cool offer. She has something called Birthright, which is a daily podcast. We're going to dive into that, the positioning of it, the messaging, how she makes sales for it regularly. But before we get into that, we'd love to hear about When you first heard about private podcasting, what that might have looked like for you, and you were like, oh, I totally could use this in my business, and it kind of sparked all those ideas. So when was that for you, and what do you remember about that? I was, still am, in community with another consultant. She's a money mindset coach, and she actually had a paid private podcast. This was maybe... May of 2020, 2022. And I was intrigued by the idea of having something that wasn't publicly available when you searched for a podcast. I liked the idea that only certain people had the URL and I was intrigued by it. It's called Wealth Whispers. And I said, well, oh yeah, I, I that's Morel, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. I want to know the things. So I bought it. <laughs> And I listened to it and I thought to myself, this is actually really smart. You know, I come from Clubhouse. So Mm. if if people remember Clubhouse, it was an audio only platform that was essentially being an audience to a hype ass conference call. Pretty much. (laughs) And I ruled Clubhouse. I was the queen of Clubhouse because my orator skills are so strong and because I'm 100% better when I don't have to wear a bra. And so you absolutely cannot see that I didn't even comb my hair and how giddy I am in the end. You know how giddy you are on the inside when you know that you don't have a bra and you did not comb your hair, but nobody else knows that. (laughs) And they think you're like this badass CEO, but you're like brushing your teeth. Like it's just just the smartest thing ever. And I missed that. So I think Mm. I had been looking for a clubhouse replacement. I had been looking for something that was private in that only the people in the room knew what was going on. But I liked the idea of something that was also gated. With Clubhouse, Mm. you could say only people in this club can get in the room. With a podcast, you couldn't make that determination. So I was very intrigued by the idea of having a paywall or a gate to the information because most podcasts are 
like this one, which is great. They're informational and they're good for learning something. Maybe not solving a specific problem in your business though. And I wanted to go deep and be able to give people actual like trade secrets, part of my IP, part of my frameworks. And that's not for the public. So I was mm. intrigued by Merrill's and I decided on a whim that I was going to replicate it. And awesome. so I did. Maybe a month later, I launched it. I had zero batched content. I had no recordings done at all when I first started selling it. And I said, if somebody buys it, I'll do it. And somebody bought it. So we did it. <laughs> That's the best way to sell things on the internet, I think. It's personally. so low risk. I just had a graphic made. The name was really hard. I have a maybe two out of 10 skill in naming things. It's probably one of my worst skills. But this name but is my solid. My for my business is wealth is your birthright. Mm. So I said, you know what? If we had a really strong one word title, I really like one word titles. I said, we could just hit it hard. And birthright was perfect. Nobody else was doing it. I felt like it was very novel at the time. I've inspired seven of my clients to start private podcasts, most of which are on your software. Oh, um, nice. So, You're um, an affiliate, so right? Am I? We, I don't know. Be. You should be. I don't know. <laughs> Let's sign you know. up right now. <laughs> I'm like, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> awesome. I love hearing that. And, you know, it's funny as we have all these case studies and stories behind some of the great podcast feeds that are out there. Yeah. Inspiration just coming from each other. And yeah. the cool thing is audio, you can kind of flip it really quick. So you're like, yeah, about a month yeah. later, I had it, didn't have anything pre recorded, decided I was doing it. Awesome. Okay. So, Let's get into the details of birthright. Think about being from the perspective of our listeners, somebody who, you know, maybe they don't have a feed yet, or maybe they just repurpose their course and they have a supplemental feed, yeah. you know, for their students. But this is something where you're doing an audio first product, right? Yeah. So take us behind that and what you needed to execute in order to be like, okay, cool, I'm selling this. So first of all, you sold it without having it. I think that's a great first step. But then what did you do? And what was kind of the vision for it? Oh, man, I made all the mistakes. So <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> I had my private podcast initially on Kajabi. Ah, yes. Now, I am tech illiterate. I want every listener to understand that the basic level of tech skill that you have, I don't possess. So things that you feel are really simple. Like no, but Kajabi is not that simple. It's do, it does a lot of stuff. Right, but like <laughs> even dragging an icon into a folder is hard for me. Like I need to paint a picture of the level of unsavviness I have. So Kajabi only allows you to upload in one format. I can't mm. remember if it's MP3 or MP4, but it's only one. And it is not the format that voice notes on your uh, phone. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I do my podcast in my voice notes on my iPhone. And because that spits out a format that is not compatible with Kajabi, they were having to be converted. So I was having to pay someone to convert them. And then we set up a zap to convert them. And then my husband got involved and you've never <laughs> met him, but dear God. Okay. And so it just became a job. It became a chore and I fell behind. So for listeners, my podcast is a Monday through Friday, five minute episodes, Monday through Friday, every week for a year, we're talking 260 episodes. That is what I committed to at the beginning. When I first started selling it, it was $222. I was trying out angel numbers. I recognized quickly that my audience does not resonate. Not your brand. They're super <laughs> pragmatic. They're Christian. They're just not having it. Right. So I moved it to 150 
because I felt like 149, I don't really price on the nines. I don't really price on the seven. So I thought even number would be on brand. I made it 150 and it started selling better. And the five minute episodes were taking an hour worth of argument with my VAs mm. to get uploaded. It just was such a nightmare. It was so heavy. And so if you look, you y'all can see my Hello Audio. There was a period of time where maybe in three months, only 10 or 12 episodes got done. The year should have been up two months ago, but I had so much tech angst and problem. At that time, I only had maybe 15 subscribers, but I felt so guilty. Like I had failed these people. Mm. I was about to quit the whole thing and just refund everybody because of the tech. And everybody was like, you should just move to Hello Audio. And I'm like, I don't want to move to another tech. I've already had tech. I'm already paying for Kajabi. We just moved everything to Kajabi. Now you want me to move stuff back out of Kajabi. But eventually I said, you know what? Nothing could be as hard as this. We should just move it to Hello Audio. And we moved it to Hello Audio. And now I can just hit the voice memo on my phone. I can record. All of my sessions are impromptu. If you all know me, you know that all my Facebook lives are impromptu. And if Jay-Z can write whole CDs without writing, y'all should believe that I wrote five-minute episodes without writing. So just believe it. Um, and the topics are varied from what my clients ask or what, you know, sometimes I solicit feedback on Facebook, mm-hmm. what people want to hear. Each one is seven minutes max, five minutes is the target for a specific title, one topic, no tangents, and they all launch early in the morning. We've tested a few times. 7 a.m. Central has been the best. Normally by 10 a.m., 20 to 25% of my listeners have already listened. So nice. I have a really strong morning presence. And I've moved that time up two hours just from client feedback that it was so late in the morning. They had already started their calls for the day. So I wanted to move it. First thing, you brew your coffee, you brew your tea, you put your kids in the car, you listen to birthright. So I think I've done a really smart thing in like habit anchoring, habit stacking to stack my podcast onto a habit people are already doing Mm -hmm. and then making it short enough to where there's no excuse to not do it. So now the tech is a breeze. I do the episode on my phone. I hit share, share to Google Drive, podcast episodes, and then my VA just captures them, puts them to Hello Audio, schedules them for 7 a.m. They're good to go. Perfect. I love it. I love the concept of this. Now that you explain deeper what's yeah, happening. Really involved and I have series and uh-huh. the series perform really well. So in June, I decided I was going to have a $100,000 cash collected month, not sales, cash. Mm. Okay. And I had no marketing plan to do so because you've met me and I'm not a planner. Okay. And so I called my team on Cinco de Mayo and I said, Hey team, I've decided we're going to do a hundred in June. And a regular month for me at that time was around 38. So this was a very ridiculous number. And my pe- my project manager said, how are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. And my OBM said, how are you going to do it? And I said, I don't know. And they were like, we trust you. We believe in you. And so June 1st, $3,000 sale. June 2nd, $3,000 sale. June 3rd, $10,000 worth of revenue. And I was like, crap, this is going to happen. Like we're 16K in on the 3rd of June. So I sold that. I actually didn't tell people how close we were. The goal, I just teased mm-hmm. them all month. And then I did a series on Birthright about my 100K experiment. And I made posts to get interest. Hey, do you want to know exactly how I got 100K cash month? When you buy Birthright, 
Mm-hmm. You will get the five day series where I outline every single thing that we did. And so I talked through like, how did I set the goal and how did I overcome like the mindset issues? And it's day by day. My most downloaded day was day one of the 100K June experiment, looking at my analytics. That was the mm-hmm. most downloaded day to date of Birthright. And so mm-hmm. you can use it for so many interesting things. And I think in the beginning, when I agreed to a year, I had no idea how hard it would be, but it's made me incredibly disciplined in my business because now I have people who count on listening to birthright. They look forward to listening to birthright. I would be letting them down to not Mm -hmm. have an episode available. So I make sure that I batch enough to where people are covered. I do them even when I'm out and about, I was about to catch a plane. I did one in the airport. I'm totally, you know, I don't edit them in any way. There's no intro. There's no outro. They're incredibly authentic to me. And it's so endearing. Mm -hmm. People love it. It's my best selling product in terms of number of sales ever. And I look at it as like a high level lead magnet. You know, I sell Mm -hmm. slightly more expensive offer. Maybe. I mean, I don't think I'm true high ticket because to me, high ticket now is like a hundred K the numbers are just so large, but what used to be considered high ticket, my VIP day is between six and 10, whether it's virtual or in person. And my one-on-one coaching starts at 3k a month. So I mean, I don't think that's super expensive, but it's pricier. And my people don't want freebies. They don't want PDFs. They don't want, you know, they're just not going to invest themselves, but people who buy my podcast, they convert into those higher level services. And even if they don't, I've been able to use it as a supplement. So if you're a one-on-one client of mine, you get birthright. Mm. It is so powerful. So when I went from coaching every week to coaching two calls a month, I was very worried. I was worried that I was going to lose my client base. I was worried that people weren't going to get enough support. I was worried that I was going to be one of those coaches who was charging a lot of money. You know, 18K for six months of support is not cheap. And that people were going to feel like they weren't getting enough access to their coach. Mm but I needed it for my mental health. I needed to step back. I needed to show my clients to be more accountable to themselves. Birthright has been a great stopgap because they still get to hear Natalie every day, even though I'm not having calls with them, but twice a month. I truly believe that it has been the gap, like the bridge in my high ticket services. And it's worth so much more to those people than 200 bucks. Imagine being able to get like a welcome email. Welcome. Thank you for being a private client of Natalie's. Welcome to Unapologetic Wealth. Your money tree is in the mail. It's customized. Your this is coming. Your this is coming. And you get complimentary access to Birthright. You get Monday through Friday pocket coaching with Nat Bullen in the interim about all different types of things we hope you enjoy. It's Mm. such a nice piece of my client experience. It is so Excellent. And my clients use the hell out of it. And they shout it out on social. They sell it for me. That's how I, I just, that's how I found you. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Know, just like, seeing I, it I everywhere. I don't sell it anymore. Like my clients yeah. sell people into birthright. It has been the smartest thing ever. And after we did the 100K June, I bumped it to 200. Because that was my target price anyway. You know, I started with 222. I wanted it to be 200. I wanted to sell 100 units at 150 and then decide whether it was working or not mm. right now i think i've got maybe 188 subscribers and at least 120 of those people paid for the service directly the rest of them received it by virtue of some other purchase oh my goodness i love this there's so much in what you i know i'm like share. nora's right? brain must be going right? <laughs> i have used every use case i have teased it to people i've mm. used it in emails your software is excellent because 
I'm, I'm a non-tech person. Again, you have to understand, I cannot use things that take two-factor this and that. So let's say I want to tease an, an episode. Let's say I have an episode right now. Right now, you know, for a lot of people, sales are tough right now. I'm very blessed in that I have traffic sources and leads and things are still going well. But I would say the bulk of solopreneurs under the million dollar mark are struggling right now. So if I want to put out a post for this episode, and I have an episode 157, if you need to make a sale ASAP, listen to this. And 158 people listen to it, which lets me know that a lot of people are having that issue right now. So if I want to make a post on Facebook that says, if you're struggling to make a sale right now, I want to be in solidarity with you. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. I can click the URL to share Mm -hmm. and put it in a post and they can listen in one click. They don't need to download a podcast player. They don't need to create an account. All those things that Kajabi would have forced them to do, they immediately get it. And then I get people going, oh my God, I need to listen to this. I need to listen to this every day. And so I've been able to come up with really clever ways, I think, to make the most of the marketing. When people ask me questions on Facebook, hey, Natalie, how do you stay so confident? I don't have to answer with this long conversation. I go listen to this podcast episode. And they go, oh my God, you you sell this? Yeah, I have 260 episodes of this. You have 260 episodes of this? Sign me up for it. Like it sells itself once people have heard it and you all have made it incredibly easy for a technophobe like me to be able to share it myself, oh my which I'm so appreciative of because I've never, I, I have to pay people to do embarrassingly simple things in my business. Like it's frustrating not being able to do anything by myself. And so having at least one software where I have some autonomy has made me feel more empowered as a CEO and less the owner of a company, mm-hmm. right? Like I own it, it's mine, but I'm not doing any of the work because I'm not capable to do any of the work. So I have to pay other people. That doesn't make you feel good. Your software makes me feel like I'm a contributing member of my team. Oh, that means a lot to us. I think it was important having been in this creator space for quite some time. I think there's already a ton of other complications. And I love what you said about, you know, when you first started this journey and you committed to a year Mm -hmm. there and granted, you were using a different tech platform. There's other headaches that you encountered. But to make that commitment, first of all, that took a lot of courage, right? And and I think as creators, we think about consistency and how hard it is to show up every day. If you think about what it would have been like to be on video. Oh, yeah. The audio, like the times where you're in the airport or the times where you're in your car, or the times when you're, you know, you want to reach, you want, I mean, what you have genuinely helps your people and to let video or some other tech get in the way of you sharing. It's so message. ridiculous. Right. Like I almost closed this down because of conversion. It was a mess. And like my VA was like, this shouldn't be this difficult. And I'm like, yeah. it's user error. Like I'm not blaming Kajabi. It's me. I just didn't realize when I moved my private podcast there that they were so limited in terms of the mediums that they would accept. I figured that the voice note would just spit out the right file type. I never thought about what happens when it doesn't. I just never got that far. Because again, I don't know the difference between MP3 or MP4 or JPEG or PDF or none of those letters mean anything to me. So there's another struggle. So I'm just so glad like, the day that we moved to Hello Audio and I was able to tell my husband we can shut down this whole Rube Goldberg contraption of a, of a <laughs> funnel, I was like, this saved my marriage. Thank mm. you, God. Thank you that I don't have to, like, fight with my husband anymore. Because, you know, 
I try to batch them. I'm not great at batching content, full disclosure. If y'all follow me on Facebook, believe it or not, 90% of what you see is in real time. <laughs> it's actually me writing all of those posts. So it's hard for me. And then like, I have so many clients and calls and speaking engagements. I was on 62 podcasts last year. I think you mm-hmm. all are number 29 this year. I tried to slow down this year. I lose my voice periodically just from overuse. And so there comes times where I need to record birthright and can't because I have no voice. So I can only get through like one. And then like my office is small. So it has like a tinny kind of sound. And so I found that if I'm in the right place and the software is easy, Mm -hmm. I'm freed up to do more of the work and less of the fight. I was spending 50% of my time fighting with the software instead of trying to get the stuff done. I think I'm on episode 220. So we're winding it down. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Like, I was thinking, I was like, where are you going with know, it? Yeah. First, I was going to put people on an annual subscription and I was going to charge them every year. But I foresaw that being a nightmare administratively. Mm-hmm. Subscriptions and memberships are already hard. And annual is tough because people will always lie and say they don't remember signing up for it the first time. Yeah, yeah. Or that they don't have the money. They didn't remember. And I said, I'm either going to be chasing payments Or I'm going to be issuing refunds because people are going to say, I never knew this was a subscription. And like, I sell an 18, 25, $35,000 thing. I'm not fighting you over 200 bucks. Take your 200 bucks. So I'm thinking about continuing it maybe weekly Mm -hmm. so that people can still get a cadence because, I mean, this is best estimate. I have not run this report in a month, but I have converted let's call it 25 people from this $200 sale into either a $5,000 VIP day, $18,000 one-on-one client, or came to my live event, which was $3,000 for the ticket, excluding their housing. So the ROI on this thing has been huge. Yeah, yeah. And that super listener score is so powerful. So I do a lot of outreach and I will sort my listeners by listener score. And so for people who are between a 30 and a 50 in listener score, I'll start sending them an email sequence. For people who are between a 50 and a 60 subscriber or list super listener score, I will reach out to them in a DM and ask them how they've been enjoying the service. For people who are 70 or over in super listener score, I invite them into the next step with me. Mm. I love that. So I'm using that score score. actively all the time. So like I had one lady who was 69, she's right on the cusp. So I shot her a DM and was like, hey, I see where you got my podcast back in August and you have been actively listening and downloading it. Talk to me about what your favorite episode mm-hmm. was. Because they've listened to 50 of them. So they know. Mm-hmm. You don't get a 69 listener score from being a passive cursory mm-hmm. once at a time listener. And she was like, yeah, you know, I've been following you for a while. I love all your stuff. I've been looking at VIP day. It's just out of my price range right now. And I was like, well, Talk to me about what your issues are, what your concerns are, and qualify her for my mini mine, which is $1,500. And now she's done the mini mine and she's like, how can I move forward with you? And I was like, I'd be willing to apply the mini mine cost towards my VIP day, which is 6K now. And she put down a deposit. Nice. And this is just from me using the data that's Mm -hmm. free in your software and being able to sort people by that super listener score has been great. It also gives me insight as to who is listening. Mm -hmm. So are my paid clients, my one-on-one clients, I'm giving them this as a benefit. Are they using it? Mm -hmm. I also have been able to get on a stage, a speaking engagement from a person who purchased 
I reached out to her and she was like, you know, I just don't know how you come up with all these topics. It's so interesting mm-hmm. to me. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, a lot of it's just experience and what I see in the marketplace and what's out there, what my clients do. She's like, are you a professional speaker? Now, my site had no speaking information on it at this time. And I was like, yeah, you know, she's like, what's your speaker fee? And I just made up a number. And she was like, cool, I'll pay it. And so I landed a speaking gig, a paid four-figure speaking gig from people buying. I mean, I haven't found a use case where I haven't been able to monetize. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Like, it's, I mean, I have every use case ever. Like, I have manipulated the shit out of this podcast. (laughs) And, oh, my God, wait. I did an episode with my mom. Oh. That's cool. My... Mom came, I had an open abdominal myomectomy to remove mm-hmm. uterine fibroids. I have a scar that is three times as long as a C-section scar. Ooh. I had almost six pounds of tumor removed. Wow. Um, I spent two days in the hospital, two weeks on Percocet. And this was the first surgery I'd ever had in my life. Okay. My mom came up. She's retired. She's in her seventies. Sorry, mom. You look great. <laughs> she's in her seventies and she came to visit and just take care of me. Cause you know, she's super caretaker and you know, whatever. And I said, mom, you know what? You should be on my private podcast. And we did an episode and I'm just, I cry thinking about it. You know, Hey, my mom is, she grew up in Oakland. So she has an East Bay accent. So she doesn't sound like me at all. And so a lot of people were just like, Oh, your whole family's not Southern. So that was one thing. And we talked about, like, is she proud of me? And is she surprised I'm running this business? And when people ask me why I'm so confident, I credit it to my mother. I go, you haven't met my mother. My mother is God-fearing. And even if you aren't Christian, you would be moved by this episode. Like, you're having no faith. If you don't even believe that there's a God, listening to my mother talk about the miracle of having me, like having the kind of parent who views you to this day as a miracle that they should be thankful for every single day. Like, I don't have imposter syndrome because my mother is Annie Fleming. Mm. There is no imposter in me. I am everything. And I firmly believe that because of the kind of parent I have. So just being able to showcase my upbringing and my mom was huge. And that's one of the most listened to episodes. And I always have that. And heaven forbid, one day my mom is going to pass and I'll always have that audio. I'll always have this example and I actually met a client from my relationship with my mother. I believe I had it. an older client who was like, the way you revere your mom was so, I just have never seen a young person so like engaged. I want to pay you. From that episode with my mom. So I'm just waiting to get the rest of the family up here. I'm trying to get my husband. <laughs> More episodes. Do it, but it's so flexible. I think mm-hmm. that's what I want to convey to people. Whatever you want to make this podcast do, it's yours and you can do it. But the reason why Monday through Friday at the same time works, why does Tom Joyner morning show work? Why does Ricky Smiley show work? Mm-hmm. You get indoctrinated. I met Tom Joyner in person and I walked up to that man and hugged him like he was my dad. Because that is the voice of my childhood. That is who I remember listening to. You know, I remember him flying to Chicago and flying to New York. He was like the fly jock of, you remember that when he was at his height, he was like the busiest man in showbiz because he had like a show on the East Coast and a radio show on the West Coast. And he was flying five days a week for like 20 something years. And I said, well, Tom Joyner could do that. I could certainly do this for a year. <laughs> you know, like I think sometimes we just don't realize how tough we are. People love the podcast. They love being able to vote on the next episode. 
You know, I might make a post today. Hey, what do you want to hear is the next episode? Being able to try stuff out, being able to sell. You know, I needed to sell a couple VIP days. And so I made a, a podcast episode last week why I love selling VIP days. And I've already got two sales calls booked from people who listen to the podcast. I use it as a sales presentation. Mm-hmm. It's mine. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want with it, right? Like mm-hmm. If I gave you 200, you can accept 10 days of sales. So I'm elated and proudly kind of, I feel kind of clever. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like sometimes I look back and go, this is really actually incredibly clever. All the ways that I have figured out how to use this thing. And you can always like flesh out your media page with it. Man, everybody should launch a private podcast. I can't figure out any use case why you wouldn't. You're me and Nora say the same thing. How weird. (laughs) You are, well, yeah, but you're biased. They don't believe me. (laughs) I'm telling folks the truth. If you're a coach or a consultant, if even if it was free and it was just a gift for my clients, it would still be worth it. It would be Mm. worth the subscription fee just to have a lifeline. I've had clients Mm. literally say, Natalie, I was going to quit my business. I was so frustrated and I was too embarrassed to DM you because. You're a powerhouse. You're a badass. You never run out of money. You never run out of sales. I know you don't get it. And I listened to your podcast about how not to give up and how to keep showing up. And I like pull myself out that bad place. Like imagine being able to give someone mindset coaching in a one to many medium while mm-hmm. you're asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm asleep. She's listening to the podcast. Like mm-hmm. having that on demand, high touch service for these premium clients is phenomenal. People get to decide if they want to listen to it in order and see my growth, I'm so much more confident now. I'm so much mm-hmm. better at coaching now. It's really an evolution from last July when I started this. The very first episode was the underdog. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was an underdog. I felt like nobody was going to buy this. I felt like nobody was going to listen to this. I was just a little black girl from Mobile with a dream. And now people are like, oh my God, I'm saving up to buy birthright. I, I have it on my vision board and I listen to it at night and it's replaced my meditation and my mantras and my, I'm like, what? Like you like replace your meditation with my stuff. Like it's, it's honor. It's humbling for sure. Mm-hmm. This has been the most, the closest, most accessible offer. And I think we forget when we sell high ticket, how exclusionary it is. And I'm not saying yeah. that in an insulting way. It just is what it is. The average American cannot spend $18,000 of discretionary income on something like sales coaching. Being able to have something that I would say the bulk of entrepreneurs can afford $200. I would venture to say that $200 is a number that even if you had to save for a month or two is something you could buy. And being able to get feedback from normal people, regular people, the people, it's been great. It's this is outright the best offer that I've ever decided to sell. I love it. Wow. Mic drop. Yeah. Mic drop. I mean, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. I've got. I, there's no so idea. part of me. It's so interesting too because you're on the theme of so many things that we talk about, like where, you know, you're sharing this information and someone feels like you're talking directly to them. Like this, that whole relationship and it's all audio based. The fact that you created this habit and this pattern and it happens in the morning and people are like, it better be there. Awesome. And then if it's not, I bet. Oh, I bet. And part of me is like, this could have been a public podcast, But what's so cool about what you shared is like there is something really powerful 
probably how your audio, your listeners actually feel by purchasing it and then getting access to you. So yeah, what has kind of the feedback been from your listeners? I know we've heard it through yeah. all what, what you're oh saying, but like why a private versus going public with something like this and how much of an impact do you think that had on it? I think it has raised my clout 100%. Mm. I think that I've had direct feedback that people respected that my podcast was paid. And Ooh, those are the words interesting. that they Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. respect that your podcast is not free. I respect that you charge for your lead magnet. Mm-hmm. So A, I think it has made my stuff more desirable. B, when people pay, they pay attention. And I don't think yep. I would get these listener numbers like, I'm, I have my Hello Audio up now. Maybe 10% of these people have a zero listener score. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, it's a that's very really good number. Maybe like mm-hmm. 8% to have a zero. Mm-hmm. So what would that be if it was a public podcast? Like 50. Yeah. There's just no way that people would be this engaged. I also never viewed it as a podcast. I view it as pocket coaching in an audio medium. Mm-hmm. I don't coach for free. And that's for good reason. I don't coach without consent. Mm. And to me, you need to consent with your credit card. Consent is not you just saying, sure, I'll take your advice. That's Mm -hmm. not how you consent to coaching. If you want me to coach you, you need to sign an agreement or there needs to be an exchange of funds or need to be some consideration. That is how you state to Natalie, I want to be coached by you. And this is not like to me, if I was doing it and I have a public podcast, But my public podcast is very, this is my framework. This is why I became a sales consultant. This is what a sales consultant can do for you. This is step one in my framework. This is step two in my framework. This is step three in my framework. Here's a commercial telling you how you can buy from me. Oh, wait, here's step four of my framework. And then there's a wrap up. And then there's me interviewing my coach, who's also telling you to hire me. It's a sales pitch. It's a 12 episode sales pitch. You are not going to learn how to move from paying payment plans to pay in fools listening to my pod, my public podcast my private podcast has an episode on how to move from payment plans to pay in fools how to assess with your accountant how to read the data how to do the mindset shift to start marketing to people with enough money to pay you in full how people show up in their posture when they pay you in full how you can show up in your posture to attract pay in fools You're not going to get that in a public podcast. I'm literally giving people strategy and tactic. It's not why, it's the how. And the how has to be paid. I would be against what my values are and against what I teach. People would be hypocritical for me to make this a free product because of the depth of the types of things we are discussing and the high level with which these things are being discussed. It would... I think it would diminish my authority. I think Mm -hmm. I have more authority. I think people are impressed. They're like, damn, she's selling a podcast. How in the hell is she selling a podcast? People are paying for a podcast. It's got to be great Mm -hmm. for people to be willing to pay. And I've gotten maybe 50 or so testimonials. They've all been radiant. I've never gotten even one neutral piece of feedback. Not ever, not I wish you edited these, not, I wish you put them on a better software. So I just want to remind people if the reason you don't have a podcast is because you don't have intro music. I don't either. You don't have a recorded intro. I don't either. 
I fancy mic. Nah. I kind of just stopped talking. Like at the end, I go, hey, today we talked about this and that. See you tomorrow. That's it. And mm-hmm. then I stop and then I title it and then I put it in the folder and then I move on. I also get to be exploratory and that's cool too. Mm. So like I used to be a financial advisor. I still have securities licenses. That's something people don't know about me. I sell a license, like active life insurance license. I used to do financial advisory services for Wells Fargo. And then I started my own registered investment advisory firm. So I was running my own RIA. I was balancing portfolios for mass affluent and high net worth individuals. So I know the, the lingo of money. Most people don't. And I said, you know what, Nat? I, I miss it. I miss talking about money. So... I made a whole series. I called it Wealth Moves in Plain Speak. Mm, That's good. And I did one a day. REIT, stock market, the difference between stocks and bonds, the difference between 401ks and IRAs, SEP IRA, mutual fund, ETF, high yield savings account, trust, uh, estate planning, how to become an accredited investor. And I broke it down super, super plain. And I got so many people DM me and went, I didn't know you knew this kind of stuff about I was like, that sounds like a a product itself that you could pull that out. I didn't know you knew this kind of stuff about wealth management. And so, you know, while I'm in the midst of a pivot, A, the sales from Birthright have been able to give me a cushion. Like I can cover half of my payroll with my Birthright sales, which is really badass because it's a passive delivery product once Mm -hmm. people kind of get it. And then two, it's also given me the space to be able to play around with what people want from me. And so I'm actually going to relaunch my wealth concierge high ticket service that I really used to only done kind of secret menu Starbucks style. But because of the overwhelmingly positive feedback and people DMing me and going, do you still do wealth management? How can I get involved with this? I didn't know you knew this stuff. I'm actually Mm -hmm. looking for a financial advisor. Can you help me? I'm like, oh, y'all are listening, listening. (laughs) Y'all aren't missing an episode like this, like cult following. So it's just so smart. And I mean, you know, next steps would be to start running ads to it. That's where we're going to move next and make this a permanent anchor product. This is actually the only product that is not changing in my offer suite. This is it. Birthright is permanent. I I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, I'm feeling smarter and smart. Y'all, this is the best interview ever because now (laughs) I really am. You're like, this is really good. This is actually really good. I, I also want to let the, the listeners know I'm not a marketer. I just want to put that are. out there. But I hear you. you. Are. Man, I'm just I, telling you I'm not a marketer by trade. And, and a I lot of people that. keep themselves small because they feel like they aren't savvy enough to market a product. I am a sales coach. I don't have to use sales frameworks anymore because my marketing sells people into my services. I have a workshop talking about this called pre-sold. I'm writing a book. It's called pre-sold. And it's talking about basically how do you eradicate your sales process by marketing the hell out of your stuff and using great messaging. But you know what eradicates marketing? Great products. Yes. Apple doesn't have to market a whole lot. They choose to, but they don't have to because people want the phone. Yes. Chat GPT did zero marketing. How did they get hundreds of millions of users? Great product that solved a problem. And so for me, Don't worry about how am I going to market it and how am I going to sell it. Start with how do I make it worth listening to. Start there and then you will get people who will market this thing for you and Mm. then it will start to sell itself. Every day I wake up with a birthright sale and I think to myself, I haven't posted about this thing in three weeks. 
Wow. I mean, and my site navigation is being revamped. It's hard. It's, it's hard to find on my site. I've had people go, I want to buy Birthright. Can you send me the link? I looked on your site and couldn't find it. Imagine a buyer motivated enough to not be able to find something on your site and email your team or submit your contact us form to get it. Imagine wanting to give someone $200 that badly. It's been phenomenal, man. And it's because it's a great product. That is why people have this feedback. I also made it a no-brainer. Like maybe 200 is expensive for audio, but when you think about the fact that this is actually a course with 260 lessons, it's mm-hmm. cheap as hell. We need to unhinge our messaging away from podcasts have no value, audio has no value. The value is not the video. There is no value in being able to see my face when I say these words. The value is not in the video. The value is in the content. So when you go to sell this private podcast, don't sell it as this is a podcast. I want you to listen to it and let people tell you that the value is in the video. Let people know the values in the content and this content is something you need. I have a client who is a marketing strategist. I think she launched it maybe 30 days ago and I think she's got 40 sales or so. So a lot faster than mine. She's actually running a contest. So everybody who buys in the first like 60 days gets in a raffle for a free strategy session. And like, it's, you know, when people do book launches, they have tiers. This many sales happen, this happens. The whole community gets like a Facebook live with ask me anything. And if this many sales happens, you get a raffle. And if this many sales, she's created like a value tier. She's actually a marketer. That's why she's crushing it. (laughs) But like, it's already selling incredibly well. We've been able to bundle services. And so I got involved and was like, hey, if she sells a hundred, we'll raffle off a session with me. Oh, nice. Instead of just a session with her. So just thinking about what would drive the sales to it, because once people listen, they're hooked. Mm. You stats on podcasts better than I do, but podcast listeners are so loyal. They're so habitual. They're so much more intelligent. Podcast listeners are the best demographic of persons to target in terms of media, better than YouTube, better than Google search, better than TV, better than radio. It's podcasts. 100%. So don't be thinking, how can I replace all of my revenue with podcasts? Be thinking, what happens to a person who has listened to my voice 100 consecutive days? Mm. What does that person want to do next? And then start working on what your next is. Like I literally, I have leads all the time. I can literally pull the CSV file and put these people in my lead tracker. You have created a product that creates 100% warm leads. I don't know of any other product that does that. Even my Facebook doesn't do that. People just scroll past my crap. Like, no, I mean, other than maybe the people with zero listener score. And even then I can rewarm those people. I will email mm-hmm. them again and go, hey, I saw where you were invited, but you never subscribed. I want to make sure that you got your link because it's super important that you get dialed into the community. I saw on Facebook that you had a post about XYZ I advise you start with this episode. It's perfect. And I have been able to get maybe 20% of people with that zero listener score to engage after sending them that email. And you might be thinking, well, 20% is not that much. Well, yeah, but if I can get one of those people to buy mm-hmm. a $6,000 VIP day, that's mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of conversion. Like I think online has skewed what good conversion numbers mm-hmm. are. People convert 10, 20% and think that they've done a bad job. Regular conversion is one or 2%. Mm-hmm. If you're doing better than that, you're crushing it. Mm-hmm. So, and if you charge high ticket enough, I mean, I have a client whose VIP day is $30,000. 
And I've been trying to talk her in the podcast. And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm so busy. And I'm like, it's seven minutes. Mm. It's five to seven minutes, you know? Imagine if she could, if she closed $130,000 sale from it, she wouldn't. She, yeah, she would be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't have that. And just because it's private doesn't have to mean it's paid. I chose for mm-hmm. it to be paid because I knew that the amount of work, I would resent this podcast if it were free. I'm just going to be 100 with y'all. I'm just going to be honest. The amount of work, the amount of team, I mean, sick, throat coat, laryngitis. Sur- when I had surgery, people still got episodes. I batched 24 episodes, but I didn't realize how sick and down I was going to be. Mm-hmm. So we were about to run out and I was like, crap, I'm going to be in bed recording this stupid podcast. But thankfully I turned on, the, I turned a corner on the pain and was able to like make it work. But I was just real with people, you know? And sometimes I use it as like, Maybe a back door. Have you ever needed to vent about something that happened? And I mean, you're not going to get specific and go online and go, do you know this bitch didn't pay my retainer fee and blah, blah, blah. But like, <laughs> you want to be honest. I had a podcast episode where I was very honest and was like, 18 of my 50 payments this month failed. And it sucks. And I'm pissed off about it. And I'm telling you this because we're in a safe space because you're behind my paywall. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're good here. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you about some things that I've discovered from these 18 people and how you can avoid a payment crunch in your business by vetting people better because all money's not good money. And I got such good feedback from that. I got people DMing me about that and they were like, oh my God, Natalie, I thought this only happened to me. I thought I was the only person with fail payments. I thought I was the only person with this and that. And I'm like, it happens to the best of us. And sometimes you just need to be able to process it verbally with somebody mm-hmm you and somebody who cares and I have built a community of people who are like they are all in on Natalie they are like so supportive and warm and I don't feel that lonely thing in entrepreneurship that a lot of people do and I feel like it's because I've built so many communities and at this point I think Birthright is a community I think these people like want to be there they're proud to be there they want to tell people about like it's a prestigious thing for them. And yes, I think that's attached to the cost as well. If Harvard was free, would it be prestigious? Mm. Ferrari was free. Would you consider it to be a luxury car? And the answer to these things is no. Right. And it makes people uncomfortable. And it's part of why I do the money mindset work that I do. People don't want to admit that you anchor to a price and you don't just anchor beliefs, you anchor emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. But I feel so proud to be able to say, yes, I have a premium offer suite. And my lead magnet, my introduction, my handshake is two hundred dollars. Like it's a really, it's a nice feeling. It's it feels good. My CFO was impressed. She was like, "I've never seen this before. Like I've never seen this model. I've never seen somebody selling a podcast." She's like, "It's remarkable, you know." And when I run these ads to it and really get a machine going and come back and tell y'all how to add strategy, yeah, we're gonna have to the yeah, yeah, that'll be the follow up version. But when I get the ad version going, y'all are going to be like, damn it, that Natalie, that work, I'm going to pour kerosene on it. We're just waiting for it to be complete, at least. Mm. We're waiting on it to be the year that we committed to. And I, I feel like we just did episode 218. We're doing wow. 260s. I got 42 left. And no, I have no idea what Monday's episode is going to be. But um, <laughs> y'all will find out when I find out. It's about Hello Audio. <laughs> Just kidding. You know what? The power of like, podcasting. Oh, you think I have it? Did I not tell y'all about that? I use podcasts, these to um, sell my affiliate stuff. 
Mm. I use well, it to sense. like sell software where I'm an affiliate. I use it to sell like Loom, Thrivecart. I did a Thrivecart episode and got a $345. Well, there you go. Budget. We would be proud to be an episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to say I do episodes on software. I do. I promote my client work. I'm a ham. I use the hell out of this podcast. I use it for everything I needed to do. It's mine. Mm. Once I got past the, this is really hard. This sucks. This is really hard. This sucks. I have no idea what I'm going to say tomorrow. Why did I take these people's money, God? Why did I take these people's <laughs> money when I knew I had no, Natalie, you know, you're not the planner. You're not a planner, Natalie. You didn't plan this. This is so stupid. Why? 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 And once I got past like my anxiety, like after I freaked out for 30 days, I woke up one day and was like, wait, this is like Showtime at the Apollo. People paid, people basically wrote me a blank check. Mm. Of their attention span, at least. Like, people wrote me a blank check. Huh. I wonder how I can, you you know, like, once it dawned on me, wait, I've got a golden opportunity. I can sell whatever I want. I can sell nonprofits. I can sell my family. I can sell my client services. I can sell my services. I can sell new beliefs. I can sell my website. I can sell whatever I want. Wait, these people are going to listen no matter what I come on here and say huh, let's get creative with this. So yeah, I've definitely got my monies back. I haven't computed the ROI, but a year of your software is maybe one. If I make one birthright sale, I've bought a year of your software. Yeah. So I made a hell of a deal. Mother me into the price and raise it for everyone. (laughs) Oh, is that the, (laughs) so good. Okay, I'm gonna hush now. I've talked too much. No, no, no. You're great. I just want to highlight, and I know it's been a hot second, but the super listener score is kind of like a secret feature that not everyone uses. So I love that you use it and leave it to a sales coach to use it in the way that we kind of thought people should use it, which is, hey, you should actually message the people listening to your stuff, especially the ones that are listening to all of it, right? Please get Please. it out. This is Natalie saying, go do Please it. Please go right now to your super listener score. If someone is a 70 or above, mm. that is a hot lead. Mm-hmm. Not cold, not lukewarm. I would say they're cold if they're less than a 10, if they're flat zero. If they're between yeah. the two. They're flat zero, a, they need a message to, to get subscribed. That's the engaged. yeah. Well, I'm looking at one now who bought recently. She bought September 23rd. Her super listener score is a 68. I have not reached Thanks. out to her yet. I will be reaching out to her today because mm-hmm. for her to get a score that high, she has 57 downloads since September 23rd. That's not 57 days ago. No, no, no. Yeah. Do you find really engaged? Yeah. Do you find you brought it up a little bit where you said people listen from the beginning and want to see my journey? Do you find that most people try to join in live? Or do you find that especially with new people that they go all the way back to one? Well, it's skewed. So Mm -hmm. episode one has tons of listens. Episode two, three, four, five, 10 don't. Ah, interesting. Download it. They listen to the first one. They realize how many they are. Mm. And then they start to skip around because my episodes have very specific titles. For instance, one of my titles is how to use high level lead magnets. Mm. So if you are considering creating a lead magnet, you're going to jump to that one. Right. I have one who says your best clients love boundaries. Mm -hmm. That one was very well received. I have a series on raising your price. 
for people who want to raise prices. I did three days because there's three things you need to consider your energy, your audience, your messaging and marketing. So I just broke down like each one of the piece. I have one on dealing with shiny object syndrome. That one did really well. I did a review on positive intelligence and encouraged. It's everyone. almost it's almost like you're treating this as a private podcast feed of you. <laughs> like that sounds weird, but like I mean, no, it's obviously me. it's you and it's it's it has parts of your family. It's yeah. when you're doing something every day almost. It's almost like a diary, but not a it's diary exactly. because it has a purpose, but it's and it's a diary. We, and we are our expertise. Feel, yeah. And people feel like they know me. Yeah. They're like, now you see when my sales calls are like yeah. checks. Yeah. Like, how could you listen to a hundred episodes of this? How much mm-hmm. have you learned about me just in this hour? Like, I'm so transparent and forthcoming. Imagine listening to five to seven minutes, five days a week for a year of this and not being even slightly intrigued at what the next step of working totally. with me would be. Like, I feel like totally. everyone listening is at least a little bit curious. Sometimes they talk themselves out of it because they think they don't have the money. Yeah. But then you just make objection obliterating content. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which and goes I in the made, podcast. I made a post and it was like, don't count yourself out. And it was talking about how women will typically discount themselves, say they can't afford things and they don't even know what they cost mm. or say they're not ready. I was never, I was not ready to launch this podcast. I was the absolute worst person to download this podcast. I did no research. I had only known Morel like a week. Like it didn't, we weren't even best friends. Like I did, I did like a clubhouse room with her. And she had this podcast. I bought it on like Monday and started selling mine on like Friday. Like I'm crazy. (laughs) I will talk myself out of things if I give myself time to do intellectual analysis. Mm -hmm. So I try not to analyze things very much. I try to make a powerful decision and just stick to my decision. But I have no skill or plan or marketing continuum or goal or branding or anything. But I figured to myself, if I treat this as luxury... It will be luxury. I don't know if you all read the study, but there's a study where there were these impoverished children, black and brown children in New York, and they had been labeled special ed and they were reading below grade level. As you could imagine, someone decided that they were going to do an experiment. They were going to go into the classroom and they were going to tell the children that they were actually misplaced, that they weren't learning development. They were gifted. They gave the children nice clothes. They gave them a suit. And they started teaching them at the grade level where they were supposed to read. And those children came up to grade level in one year. Those children started performing better than the children in the regular classroom. They, the children literally rose to the level of expectation. And so I decided if I want to have a luxury $200 podcast, the people in my audience are going to rise to the level of the expectation that I have the expectation that you are a badass and that you are willing to invest $200 to have the motivation, encouragement, and audio pocket coaching that's going to move your business forward. I believe in you. I believe that you will invest $200. I believe you will take the risk. I believe you are disciplined enough to listen because I'm disciplined enough to do it. That's mm. what I believe. And I'm going to shift that belief onto you. And now the ball is in your court. What are you going to do about it? And with that kind of attitude and positioning, it's no wonder that it sells. Mm. That's what sells it. People start asking themselves, how much benefit have I gotten from the hundred free podcasts I've listened to? Maybe it is time I get something with targeted 
tactical and I play to my strengths. I try not to overthink it. I don't go back and listen to them. I don't give myself the opportunity to say this isn't good enough. I think that is where type mm. A people, hyper achiever type people struggle. They want it perfect. I don't read things after I post them and I don't listen to the podcast after I record them. It's not for me. It's for my people. They need to hear a certain message. So I'm going to release that message and I'm going to let my audience do what they do best, which is keep the promises to themselves, hold themselves accountable and follow through. So I think I've actually created a whole new system in the way that people engage with content because I got a testimonial from somebody who's just like, she's, I thought Natalie was a charlatan. I thought someone selling a private podcast was crazy. Who pays for a podcast? I thought this woman was actually nuts that she was one of those bro marketer gurus because who the hell charges for a podcast? She said, but then I started seeing people talk about it. I, I watched her Facebook live and I was like, she doesn't seem like a charlatan. Like maybe it's worth the investment she paid for. It and she's like, this is the single best investment I've made in my business this year. And I paid 10 and $20,000 for coaching. And I got a better result from a $200 podcast than an $18,000 mastermind. And like nobody's talking about operating in excellence. If you make an excellent product, it will sell people over and over again. And I just want to state that I have gotten over $10,000 in lifetime client value from that client since she purchased my podcast at the $150 price. Over $10,000. Like I, I, I would need to start a spreadsheet of the money that I have made from the upsell of Hello Audio. I probably will, but it's, it's six <laughs> figures. I've made six figures easy from upsells yeah. from this podcast. It's pretty badass. It's the smartest thing. Now you see why I don't want to stop it. And now I'm like, now wait a dog. Yeah, like how do I keep this going? (laughs) If something converted that well for you, would you want to quit it? Like, I'm like, who knew? Y'all got to revamp your whole like sales page. There's so (laughs) much use case. I think people are using 10% of the We know that. Mm -hmm. I think we're using 10%. And I think I have figured out the other 90. Okay. It's just going to be your face and everything you've done with this podcast. Yeah, well, Same. Let's get, your, let's get your picture. I'll put you on the homepage. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, go for it. Here's the thing. I'm going to shout y'all from the rooftop because like y'all saved the podcast. I'm I'm not joking. If the podcast was still on Kajabi, I would have ended it mm. because the level of, and I know it sounds trivial to people listening. Like you're going to, you're going to cancel the whole podcast because of the MP3 to MP4. No, conversion. based yes. on what you yeah. described. Yeah. A hundred percent. A Monday yes. through Friday. Yeah. Taking, right. Because it was taking away from time that I needed to do real important things in my business. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't enough money. Yeah. And at that point I only had like 15 subscribers. So I'm just like, yeah, not surprised that your sales went faster and everything when you were oh, yeah, enjoying doing it. And, to yeah, sell something that I knew I wasn't delivering mm-hmm. my promise. Mm-hmm. If I promised Monday through Friday episodes and you're not getting but one episode a week, then now I feel as though I've misled you. Well, this has been enlightening. <laughs> I'm like looking back and I was like, man, that little DM where I thought I was just going to get this. Just this. this. I know. I'm so like, I won't say humble. That's the wrong word. I think humility is people's biggest business expense, but I was surprised because you're like famous to me. So <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm like, dead no, serious. you're famous to me. Like you're this private podcast is famous to me. That's what I was like. A hundred percent. I'm messaging I'm like, here. You're famous to me. So in my mind, I was just like, you want me? 
I was like, my podcast isn't doing that good, is it? And so then I went and looked at my stats and I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> my is doing really good, actually. I was like, it made me feel hype. And I, I told my OBM and she was like, that's badass. She was like, that's super cool. Like they want you. And I was like, yes, they want me. She was like a software company. I'm like, calm down. Calm down. I know I suck with tech, but like we're not having Natalie teach how to yeah. use it. Don't worry. But here's the thing. The fact that I can use it is mm, saying something that is go. a selling point that I was able to find my own super listener score. Like, mm. oh, trust me, we've been down there. So if anyone's listening to this and thinking like, A, you have to buy Hello Audio, please don't attempt this with another software. I understand you have all-in-one softwares and you're already paying for other softwares and you want to streamline your tech. I get it. You want to be lean. I'm, I fully understand. But the cost is nominal. If you use this thing right, it will pay for itself. And it's something that's simple enough. I'm literally looking now at the users. I've already marked exactly the ones that I'm going to target today after this podcast to drop them a voice note. And the great thing about a voice note is I know they'll listen to it because they're already listening. They love listening to you. Right. So I can leave a very warm DM. Hey, I saw where you bought the podcast a few weeks ago. I see where you've been enjoying it. I'm super happy to be on this journey. You've got to tell me now that you've listened to 50 episodes of this, what's your next step? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. she's going to answer. Like she's 100%. She's going to answer. I have never not gotten a DM responded from someone with a super listener score over 60. Hmm. Those people 100% of the time respond because they're already bought in. Like they're already warm. So why wouldn't they? Kajabi doesn't give me that kind of data. Like it just, I knew people were downloading it and I knew people were going to their podcast player, but that's kind of all I knew. I think in terms of like, people being able to use it, being user-friendly. We've had maybe two or three emails of I lost the thing, I couldn't find the thing, but much fewer than with other softwares that we've used. Yeah, they lose a password. They don't know what the link is. And we have to remove them and add them back. And I'm like, this is not the Lux premium experience Mm. that I want my clients to have. Y'all are doing a remarkable work. And I'm secretly pleased, like, happy to have inspired other people to do it yeah we weren't going to do a private podcast and they're like this seems really successful and they're like stepping out and i'm like you can use this however you want like mm-hmm. success mm-hmm. doesn't have to be it's kind of like a book you don't write a book to make a lot of money that's not why yeah. most people write books you write books to get on stages you write books for credibility you write books to get your message out to millions of people mm-hmm. right because Everyone's not going to buy my coaching. My coaching is not for everyone. Most people will never experience coaching by Natalie Bullen. But the podcast becomes an accessible, yeah. approachable option for people who maybe mm-hmm. think I'm kind of intense because I am. Like being coached by me, like I'm going to hit it hard. Like I want you to make money. I want you to make outbound sales. I want you to have pre-sold leads. I want you to write content. I'm not just going to let you sit there and not make money. Like I, I call my people to task. But with the podcast, you can kind of like dip a toe in. It's like, she gave me eight things to do. Maybe I'll just try one of them and I'll see how that works. But when I had a lady tell me that she landed a $30,000 client from advice in my podcast, I was like, I will never feel bad or guilty or weird about should this be paid or not. So Mm. I encourage my clients to charge for it. The one that'll be your next case study. I think she's charging 99. The one that's running the raffle contest thing. She's crushing it. She's crushing it. I'm like, how are you even doing this? How are you selling this this 
fast, but she also didn't have the tech hiccup because I put her on Hello Audio to begin with. Mm, there you go. But she was able to sidestep the bad learning curve. Y'all just buy my podcast. Just act, just, you know, buy the software. Buy the and, software, buy Birthright. We are yeah. good to go. <laughs> so like a two, it's like a two-step process. There you go. Because again, if people have listened this long into this long mm-hmm. of a podcast, they want the service. And I just they want the, you know, the salesperson in me always tells people like make the ask. Mm. You know, I feel like a lot of people have podcasts and they don't use them as sales vehicles, which is mm-hmm. baffling. My goal when I come on a podcast is to sell my stuff and yours. That is how we were successful. If neither <laughs> of those things happened, we were unsuccessful. Today. We didn't win. That's we didn't win. And neither did our clients because they gave us an hour of their time and they went home with platitudes. Yeah. They I felt like they felt good, but they didn't do anything, you know, and you get confidence from taking the action. You do the thing 100%. and you feel more confident. You don't get confident and didn't do the thing. So I like to get people doing the thing as fast as possible so they can start getting the confidence so that they can get momentum going. So I'm excited about it. And I'm honored that you all chose me today. We're glad that you're here. I feel like I've won just by spending time with you. Same. And getting to know you. Like I'm Same. I, aren't, I, aren't I interesting sometimes? You are interesting oh, sometimes. Absolutely. Majority sometimes of the I'm time. I'm very boring, but I credit myself with being interesting today. Yeah, that awesome. color is amazing. I've been dying to ask this question. It's the last question that we ask every case study interview and it is if there was a private podcast with your life's ramblings what would it be called I know, this is a hard one. I, know I was like this is, is tough done. because she's almost already, already done it I almost already accomplished that if i had to rename it though it would be called don't count yourself out the good one because i counted myself out i grew up in mobile the second largest city in the second poorest state in the country. And my mom was a school teacher. My grandfather was a school teacher. His mother, Mary, was a school teacher. Mary's father, John, was a school teacher. And John's father was a slave. And I didn't become a school teacher. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I went to college, like they tell you. I made straight A's in middle school, straight A's in high school. Got a full ride scholarship. Lost it because I was working two jobs. I waited at Cracker Barrel, waiting tables, making two thirteen an hour. I worked, you know, a full time and a part time, and and I got a master's degree. And you know, I had a boyfriend. I got my own apartment, and then I got sick, and I lost my job. So I, I get fired because of an illness. I get home and put my key in the door, and I can't turn the key because the latch is on. And when he unlatches it, there's a woman in my house, and there's condoms in the trash. And I was like, this is how my life ends. I'm gonna bludgeon them. This is it. But thankfully, nothing bad happened and I lost my job and I didn't have any money. And I filed personal bankruptcy as a finance person, which was really traumatizing. And I finally got a new job at Wells Fargo and I had to sleep on a new colleague's couch. Like I'd known her like two weeks, but because I was in active bankruptcy, because I tried to do the right thing. So I did a 13 where you have to like pay some of it back, but that means it's still open and nobody would let me get an apartment. So it turns out a seven would have been better to just not pay anything back. But morally, that didn't feel right to me because I did have some money. And so I was trying to do the right thing and nothing just worked. Just nothing worked. The American dream just didn't work. I had six-figure student loan debt and I was smart, but I was failing. I was a failure. I was a failure. I was a failure for a long time. And I was a failure because I tried to make Dave Ramsey's system work. I was working full-time at the bank and part-time at Pottery Barn. I was getting four hours of sleep 
and I depleted my savings down to a thousand dollars. And then when I lost my job and filed bankruptcy, I had no money to make credit card payments with because I had followed his baby step crap and like just nothing was going right. And I, I, there's no reason why I have success. Statistically, I should have nothing. Statistically, I should have nothing. There's nothing in this state. And for people of color and for black women, my business should be making $2,000 a month. I mean, the statistics are abysmal. And I did six figures. I did $117,721 my first year in business. It wasn't even a full year and I was still in corporate and I didn't know what I was doing, y'all. I had nothing. I had no business savvy. And I'm going to do 500,000 this year. I'm going to do a million next year. It is possible. So just don't count yourself out. I don't care what your past is. Just don't count yourself out. It's it. Society will tell you, you failed. Stop asking society questions. Stop asking the world questions. I am completely unqualified and yet I am very effective. And I think we are waiting on someone else to qualify us and tell us we are good enough. And that is not what the world is going to do. They're never going to tell a little black girl from Mobile that they deserve to be a millionaire, that they deserve to be wealthy, that they deserve any things. And you deserve it. Birthright is the closest that I have to a manifesto. And it has all of these thousands of reasons why you can do it. But if you don't believe it, the difference between me and people who don't succeed is that I believed I could, even mm. in the evidence otherwise. Even filing bankruptcy, I knew it was BS. I knew this was not because I was financially irresponsible. I knew this was not because I hadn't done the right things. I was doing the right things on the wrong path. I was doing the things that you're supposed to do, not the things that I loved to do, not even the things I was good at. I'm not even good at most of the jobs that I had. I'm not even good at them, but I did them because they paid bills. I was raised to pay bills. That's what I was taught as a child. You stay black, you pay taxes and die. And every black person, whether they will admit it or not, has heard that rhetoric and we have internalized it. And we are in the midst of working our buns off, paying taxes, barely, if we can scrape together enough money from our 1099s to do it and die. And I decided that, you know what, I would like to interject some things in between that. I would like to do some things other than just work and pay taxes and die. I would like to travel I'm going to the Paris 2024 Olympics. I'm taking a sabbatical in Europe. I've never been to Europe. I don't know any French. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to qualify myself. I've decided I'm qualified to be a world traveler. And so now I'm going to go. And it's so powerful. And we just, we count ourselves out. We diminish our gifts. We charge like shit. I like people to be uncomfortable. I like when people go, why is your podcast worth $200? As though, I mean, add up the time. Let's assume I can get a recording done in five minutes but it takes me maybe five more minutes of research, titling, I go on Asana, I give the title, I write the show notes, I give the links. You know, like we have a system because there's just so many episodes. Let's say 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, five days a week, 52 weeks. What's that math? Why is that time not worth 200 bucks? Like, why is it not? And I feel like it's indicative of other people's money mindset when they want my stuff to be cheaper than it is of the value of my service because nobody questions Russell Bronson's webinars. Nobody <laughs> questions what the bro marketers are doing. There's a lot of people out here selling absolute horse manure. At least horse manure does have some purpose. It's great for gardening. It does have some value. They're selling stuff with no value. 
and they are charging whatever the hell they want for it. So like charge enough for people to take you seriously. People don't step to Nat Bullen without payment. Nobody thinks they're going to get in my world for free. I have created a boundary and I have gotten people to step up and say, if I want a seven figure business, if I want a high six figure business, then I have to make an investment. And when I deal with Natalie Bullen, she expects an investment of my money and my time. And I attribute that to how I've been able to vet highly qualified leads on a consistent basis. The shenanigans people get with payment plans and problems and people who won't sign contracts. I don't have any of those problems in my business. And it's because I have set a very high standard. And if my name was Nathan or Nathaniel, no one will question why my shit is not free. So I like to use that test. My dad is Nathaniel. We're Nate and Nat, just like Nat King Cole and Natalie Cole. If people wouldn't question my daddy for doing it, then don't come and question me. All right. I've gotten off my soapbox, but. No, that was good. That was like a birthright episode, clearly. Right? Right? I'll have to do that. I have none scheduled for next week. so I mean, I can send you the audio. Like, I'm definitely going to shout y'all out on Monday. Y'all will be the first one for next week. I try not to batch too many because I like to be agile. Yeah, I can see. It's like, what's happening? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that. So. I think I think you all have given me a great medium to be able to utilize my best skills and strengths and that I'm appreciative of without amplifying my weaknesses, like my tech and lack of planning. I love it. It's like the perfect, it was made for you. Made for me. Love y'all so much. Yay. Well, thanks for stopping by and we can't wait for the follow-up episode. So stay tuned, everybody. Yay. Bye. And there you have it, audio heads. Another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.